Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. All right, Sabin and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. We're going to open up the phone lines at 877-881-1053 here in 20 minutes for a very special segment that we like to call... Tell us what you're thinking. And then uh, you can weigh in on Zeke, on Dak, on Cowboys, the NFL, whatever. Uh, light your sports take on fire. We'll do that in 20 minutes. You can always All text right, us. let's go back to the phone. Hold on, Shannon. We're doing that in 20 minutes, but you can text uh-huh. us at 877-881-1053. Someone's like, hey, did you guys see Dirk's tweet? Because they were just showing it a <laughs> second ago on the NFL Network. Pretty great. Dirk arrived back at the airport. The same time Zeke did, and he made a joke about seeing all, seeing all the cameras and being like, man, I still got it. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and he realized Zeke is there. Did you notice the ice cream weight? Uh, no. Oh. By the way, uh, Dirk's uh, charity tennis event is coming up here, not this weekend, but next. All right. September the 15th. Uh, would love to. Me and Ben host that bad boy every year. Would love to see you out there for that. All right, let's get some NFL music going, Shippy, if you don't mind. And hand it over to Tizzle and let him pound it up in between the tackles. Mike Sando of The Athletic with a good article as uh, NFL gets going tomorrow night, Packers and Bears. And the article is titled, NFL Executives on What All 32 Teams Should Worry About Entering the Season. Okay, I like this. Like the thing that could kind of derail their stuff. Yeah, and I would also like to send everyone to 1053thefan.com. I wrote an article with some of my favorite week one matchups. Like it. Some fun nuggets on Phillip Rivers and how often he likes to reproduce and things like that. So it's great. And (laughs) and speaking of nuggets, KT, don't eat nuggets. Eat real wings and join us at Pluckers tomorrow. Uh, We're at the Addison location doing the show from 10 to 2. We were at the Dallas location last week over there off Lovers in Greenville. Tomorrow in Addison, we had a great crowd last week. I'd love to top it this week. So all our folks are kind of work in the Addison area or nearby, right there off the tollway, uh, join us at Pluckers, and uh, we'll get our grub on tomorrow. We'll be there from 10 to 2. And Friday as well, we'll be at the Eagle's Nest out in Fort Worth. Cool. So the 817 off uh, Boat Club Road. Cool. Get ready for some lunch with Ben and Skin 10 to 2 on Friday. Yep. Uh, so in this article, it's executives and what they're worried about for each team. Would you like to start with the division first before yes. we get into some other NFC teams? Absolutely. Well, let's start with the Philadelphia Eagles. I think everyone kind of – I personally think they are a perennial NFC contender. I truly believe that. Mm-hmm. Looked at some of the things they've done. I believe that. The worry. Carson Wentz's availability is the obvious one. Duh. As one executive says, can the quarterback play the way he did two years ago and stay healthy? Or does he have to alter his game? Is that good enough to compete? The other worry would be age and injury factors for guys such as Jason Peters, Fletcher Cox, Jason Kelsey, Malcolm Jenkins, Rodney McLeon, Ronald Darby coming off injury. They do have a lot of, of uh, as we would call here, blue star specials. Uh, I guess we'd call them green bird specials. specials. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so it's very interesting. I think that's a good point that the executive makes, though. Carson Wentz is better when he can make plays with his feet. When he's a statue and he can't make plays with his feet, he becomes a very limited quarterback sometimes. So I I think that's a fair concern for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. 
Yeah, I didn't realize that, the, you know, we've been focusing a lot on Carson Wentz. I didn't realize that there was injuries with some of those other dudes that were concerns. But Well, the other concern is that their entire offensive line just showed up in the ESPN The Body issue. All five of them just ripped, full nude, <laughs> taking picks. That's and crazy. Horny. Uh, so his history of injuries, What do you guys have a good handle on what they've been? Knee stuff. Always knee. I know he broke a rib at one point, right? So uh, He broke his wrist. The injury that he had, I believe, his second year was knee stuff. So in 2015, broke a bone in his throwing wrist. 2016, suffered a hairline fracture in his ribs. 2017, grade three tear of the ACL and LCL. Missed the remainder of the season. December 12, 2018, he has back spasms that force him to miss the rest of the 2018 season. And remember last year there was talk about those back issues being far more severe? It was vertebrae. That um, yeah. that hand injury, Ben, I believe that was in college too, right? Uh, 2015? That was 2015, yes. And he was 2016 draft. Yeah, so he's had a litany of injuries. According to Sports Injury Predictor, Carson Wentz's chance of injury in 2019... And chance means that you miss at least two quarters, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Two quarters of one game? Yeah. Huh. 40%. That's a high percentage, right, Wait, for your that quarterback. He, that he'll miss how? At least two quarters. Of every game? No, just in general. The, the, that the he'll miss two that, quarters during the season out of yeah. 16 games? Yeah. So not, 40%. Ha- not half of the season. He'll miss one thirty-second of the season is what they're saying. Which... Dude, for your quarterback that you're paying, you need him playing 16. Uh, That's what my quarterback does. Just saying. You need him playing 16 quarters? It's interesting because you think about the Wentz running. He is more effective when he can run, and he's really a pretty good runner. He's surprisingly athletic. But he is susceptible to some big hits if he's doing that. But that's all the more reason for Dak also to not run so much. Right. Bootleg. They, they've got him projected to miss 1.2 games in 2019 on Sports Injury Predictor. It's kind of in- interesting. Wait, two, this, two games? 1.2 games. Okay, that's so, more than two quarters. Well, no, that's a whole different metric, though. Oh, okay. Chance of injury is they define that injury as missing two quarters of play. Okay. Missing a half of football. Okay. That's just how they look at it. Screw them. Uh, Let's go to the Giants' worries as we take on them on Sunday. Tomorrow, I would like to maybe break out a few uh, uh, preparation nuggets. I've got some stuff on the Giants that I think is highly interesting that you guys would like. Um, The worry from this executive in this piece on The Athletic is there's pressure to play Daniel Jones early and the Giants won't have enough talent to support it. The executive says their biggest battle is dealing with the now, but planning for the future at the same time. Will they overuse Saquon Barkley now? That would be another fear that they just wear him down when they're not ready to win. God, that's a great... You know what they really need to do? Trade him. Uh, No, no, no. I I just think they need to roll out Eli for as much of the season as possible and treat it like it's a tank scenario. And I know that's an inglorious way to go out with a guy who's (laughs) won two Super Bowls. But it's 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 not that dissimilar than what the Dolphins are doing. Although the Giants have way more talent, but if the if the Dolphins are like, hey, we believe in Rosen, let's develop him, they'd put him out there. And they're, instead, they're like, let's keep losing and let Fitz Magic get the crap beat out of him, and let's kind of preserve Rosen. I mean, the Giants could be developing Jones, but it's like, yeah, it's not going to move the needle. Let's not let him get beat up. Eli, thanks, buddy. You're doing a great job there. Let's let you just get destroyed until your career is over. I'm not that in touch with, with 
Eli Manning and really what what he's saying and how he's feeling and what he's talking about. I, I don't really have a good handle on that, but I wonder why he wants this. Is he is is Eli Manning looking the, at this going, man? I'm about to be done with playing. I want to get the most I can out of it. I think we'll surprise some people. I think we can. Or does he realize, oh my God, we're a dumpster fire. They've got my replacement behind me. I'm going to get murdered. Why is he going through this? You know, why not I, go somewhere else? If you, if you really do want to play, why not work your way out of there to a team that has a chance to win? Or do you weigh that against, hey, I'm a legend in New York. Why would I leave here? Yeah, and so there's a lot of things at play there. It's a, those are great questions. One thing I think about, and I'm not going to pretend to know what Eli is thinking, but I do know that he's way down with Daniel Jones. And I do know that he likes the idea. He's positioning himself, and Daniel Jones has been saying the right things of, you're the heir apparent, and I'm going to groom you to take my throne. I mean, that's yeah. the way it's being presented, and Daniel Jones obviously had ties to those Manning quarterback camps and all those sorts of things, and Eli has signed off on him, and the Manning family has signed off on him. So it does make Eli look really good. He's still making a crap ton of money, right, $20 million yeah. or something, and he's going to spend his whole career as a New York Giant. Sure. And not only that, a New York Giant that delivered Super Bowl rings. So... I mean, he knows he, he knows they're not going to be good, but it really does put him in a position and to look like as the ultimate team guy to groom his heir apparent, and it's a guy that he has a relationship with and likes. And the whole one team, one uniform thing comes into play maybe a little yeah, bit. Yeah, thought about yeah, the Romo he, thing. He's probably just going, you know what? I love football. I don't want to do anything else. I don't want this to be over. I'm going <laughs> to hang on for dear life. Is Very he getting a ton of money? Uh, Probably twenty two or I'll pull that up. I bet yeah, I bet he's there in the kind of low twenty area. Oh that probably make a lot well, of sense. That's why he's doing it. Uh, that's good dough. Yeah, pretty smart actually. Good dough to take a knee. Um, Washington, the concerns for them, according to an executive in this piece from Mike Sando. My biggest concern is they don't have a general manager with a successful track record in personnel, and the roster suffers in quality as a result. You need someone else running the ship if the Redskins want to go to the next level. I don't know if their owner wants to do that. This is set up for long-term failure. If I were another <laughs> team, I'd consider hiring Jay Gruden as a head coach and pairing him with a really good GM. There's your concern for Washington. <laughs> Man, um, I was looking at this today because I was doing reading on the old uh, the reasons for the 30% rule and all that. So do you guys realize that year that the Cowboys 2010, that year that the Cowboys got slapped on the wrist for the way they handled the Miles Austin deal? I think their number that they got slapped on the wrist was twelve million. The Redskins was thirty-six million. Oh my god! They got the, so we are talking about decades of ineptitude. Basically, since Daniel Snyder bought that team, it has been one suck after another. And the one thing that they got right was RG three, and they beat him into submission so fast that they screwed that up too. And then they alienated Kirk Cousins. I mean, it has been. Just one horrible decision after another. They are eons away from being a consistently decent franchise. Who's yeah. their best player? Josh Norman. Yeah. Yeah, and then they also signed Landon Collins. You know, so the secondary could be okay. Dude, their their young quarterback might be pretty good. I think they should let him start. If I was Jay Gruden, I wouldn't just let I wouldn't let my fate be sealed by Case Keenum. I'd try to go win with the, the rookie and have a little spark. But I get the vibe Jay Gruden probably doesn't care if he keeps his job or not. Like, I'm sure he wants to win, but I get the vibe he, he knows it's kind of, we're screwed here. I feel like the communication's real bad there, things like that. Want to take a look at some of the other NFC teams, like uh, the LA Rams? 
the team that beat us last year. Yeah. The worry from this executive is that the offensive line and Todd Gurley aren't quite as good, leading to regression on offense. Touchdown, Rams. He says every offense gets exposed to some degree when they're playing from behind, but it's exaggerated with that offense because they are so reliant on play action and their offensive tackles don't have quick feet. We saw that in the Super Bowl. They get behind, they can't catch up because everything's relying on play action. I think that's fascinating. I saw a great tweet earlier from a guy, and this is the other Zeke argument, the other one that I'm uh, really not on that side right now, but is, hey, if you sit there and watch C.J. Anderson come in, why in the world would you pay a running back? Why in the world? They drafted uh, uh, Daryl Henderson in the third round. They're going to use him. They're going to throw it to him. They're going to load manage Todd Gurley. It's going to look like a bad contract, but I think it's it's just that's the best point ever against the Zeke deal is CJ Anderson just came in here, dude. Just find someone, just draft someone. Yeah, I think a big part of that too. I mean, obviously he had some success against other teams. I keep going back to why the Cowboys lost. I mean, why their season came to an end. They got shredded. Mm-hmm. That defense that we're all so high on got obliterated. And after the game, wasn't Jerry talking about they needed different cleats? It was bad. And they ran, a fat running back ran up the gut and crushed them. You know, they don't change a lot of what they do up front. Gurley even had 100 in that game, didn't he? <laughs> Two <laughs> running backs had 100. Arm. So talking to the other night in the Cowboy Hours, Malik Collins and Anton Woods, and Malik Collins said the one thing that's different from this offseason and last and of years past, he said, I'm 100% healthy. I've never been that way in the NFL. Yeah, he's always Finally. had foot problems. So you know what they've done? Some of those guys, we saw those videos of the sand. So they have uh, they got with this guy, Brandon Jordan, this offseason workout guy, and they were in the sand pit doing drills with him because they're doing like three days a week. And Tank was there for some of it, and Antoine Woods was there for some of it. And a lot of those videos went viral. But they are doing sand pit drills because you're going to do all these offseason workouts. It's taking wear and tear off your feet. By working in the sand, you're not banging against the hard ground. Interesting. And shocking your leg. And I thought that was a pretty cool thing that they had come up with that they were doing. And maybe teams have been doing that for years, but it's the first time I've ever heard the Cowboys doing that. So I thought that was an interesting thing. Like, here they are. They're just going to work on that. And now Malik Collins is 100% healthy. He may be a guy after the year where we're going, guys. Should we franchise him? Who, Malik Collins? He might be. How can You're going to have a line of guys you need to franchise, right? What? So, so, they need to franchise Dak at that point. The other question that came up at the Cowboy Hour was interesting, and uh, I don't really just coming up on the fly, so I would have pulled the audio if I thought of it. But we're asking about what about Tristan Hill's hot boy status? All right, because Antoine and Malik are both hot boys, and when you asked about Tristan Hill's hot boy status, they both just kind of laughed, like what a stupid question. <laughs> Do you think he's ready to be a hot boy? They laughed. Oh, homeboy's got a long way to go. That's awesome. <laughs> they sat there and laughed. They were like, no, man, no. And that's on the heels of DeMarcus Lawrence calling him fat Winnie the Pooh with dreads. So, you know, we sit there and, and Tristan Hill gets drafted, and you're going, this is probably Malik Collins' replacement. What if Malik Collins, quote, balls out? If he, what does it mean to ball out, have <laughs> balls out? If he, it's offensive. Quote, I don't understand. Yeah. What do you mean out? by balls being Well, out? then you're going, am I going to franchise Byron? Am I going to franchise... Malik, am I going to franchise Amari Cooper? Mm-hmm. Could I be franchising Dak? Who am I going to franchise? She's another candidate that's in that boat, and they can choose. Yeah. The whole point of it is they could always choose who they wanted to keep, and they chose Zeke. Other teams might not have chose Zeke. They chose to do this. They also chose to draft him with the top five pick Hell and give yeah. him the ball 47.8% of the time. Their choice.
All right, it's been a skin show, 105.3 The Fan. You like Andy Reid? That's a fair question. Coming up next, it's a chance for you to call in and tell us what you're thinking. Here's the deal. We're going to open up the phones. If you want to be on the radio today, well, this is your lucky segment. 877-881-1053 is the number. 877-881-1053. Call in right now. All of our phone lines are open. So right now, nobody on hold. You could be the first caller at 877 881 1053 call in and tell us what's on your mind if you tell us what you think don't ask us how we're doing turn your radio all the way down be succinct get right to the point and tell us whatever you're thinking it could be about sports it could be non-sports it could be anything you want the phone lines are open for you to call in and tell us what you're thinking 877-881-1053 That's the number. Call in right now and you'll be on the radio with us. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Next. Thanks, Jimmy. It's a Bennett Skin Show 105.3 The Fan. We've opened up the phone lines. We want to hear from you. We've talked about it all day long. Zeke gets his deal. It's a six-year extension. $90 million on the six years of extension. 15 mil per year over those six years if you want to look at it that. Uh, like that, 50 million guaranteed. It's a, overall, if you include the final two years of his deal, it's an eight-year, one hundred and three dollar, uh, one hundred and three million dollar contract, and point five million per year over the course of it all, over the eight years in total. Lots of people want to weigh in on this. We've opened up the phones. We're welcoming you on eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. It's a little segment we like to call. Tell us what you're thinking. And with more on that, here's Kevin KT Turner. Before we get to the calls, a quick update: Todd Archer reporting the Cowboys will save one point six million in cap room this season. After the Zeke deal? Uh, Zeke's getting a signing bonus of $7.5 million just handed to him. Hmm. Uh, The base salary will be $752,000 this year. So they lowered it. Elliott's old cap number was 7.9. It will now be 6.3. So the Cowboys save a little money on the cap. Uh, Again, that's still, it's a little bit of something, but it's not enough to know what the full structure of the deal will be. And that, again, just hasn't been reported yet. Man, with that salary, with that signing bonus number, though, it makes me think that it's more of a rounded number for more years. Yeah. That's what that that's what a preliminary sense. indication would be. You get the feeling that Zeke's got a pretty good little deal here for himself. Yeah. Uh, let's go to, let's go to line one, Shippy. Garrett and Irving. Garrett, tell us what you're thinking. Hey, guys. Uh, I was just wondering, uh, what do y'all think if August uh, Vegas odds are going to jump with Zeke coming back to the Cowboys for Cowboys to go to the Super Bowl? I bet they don't move at all. I would bet that people in Vegas felt pretty assured that he would be here, at le- if not for the start of the season and for week one, then for sure uh, over, over the course of the season at some point, and the Cowboys wouldn't be in the playoffs without Zeke, so I, d- I doubt it would be that affected that much they they may have to move it if there's a giant shift in consumer confidence yeah and suddenly all this money comes in on the boys and they would start moving that line but i don't think they're going to have to manipulate the the line to get movement on a smaller scale this week's line has not changed still seven points yeah uh, let's go to line eight trevor and saginaw trevor tell us what you're thinking so 
I was, you know, I was just really want to see like how without a Zeke, how we could go with Tony Pollard because you know during preseason, I know preseason really don't matter much, but he looked really good. And like how y'all were talking about C.J. Anderson, you know, coming, you know, out of nowhere and running all over us in the playoffs. I really think Tony Pollard could just replace Zeke. I mean, I know nothing like to what Zeke does on a day-to-day basis, but he could he could get us, you know, the short yardage we needed and just open up passing a lot. I thanks for calling. I I just think they would have had to have greatly altered how they approach games. There's no way they could have just used Pollard the way they use Zeke. Again, they gave the ball to Zeke on 47.8% of their plays last year. Um, Pollard never even was the go-to guy in college. Uh, and they don't want him having to pick up blitzes into the tune of uh, their their fullback. Alawali's going to do it this week hmm. if, if Zeke's not ready to be out there on all third down. So they're not ready at all for Pollard to be that. And I think people should look at Pollard as being a nice compliment and not a guy that could carry the load. Think about this. In their uh, pre-draft evaluations, they had Mike Weber graded ahead of Tony Pollard. And we're led to believe that Tony Pollard was kind of a Kellen Moore special right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, slipped to day three. We pick early in round four. That's the guy I want who I think can add a dynamic to the offense that we don't already have. And when Kellen's picking him out, he's picking him out fully expecting Zeke to be there. Right. So that's something I think we should keep in mind uh, when we think about that. But it also really excites me about the things that Kellen plans on doing. Now, I heard from a friend that you guys went to Richardson Berkner High School. Let's go to Mike and Richardson. Mike! Mike line Tell us what you're thinking. Hey guys, long time listener, first time caller. Just want to say I love you guys. I'm loving the time switch. Want to address all the casual listeners. You need to stop playing around because this is the DFW Sports Fix here on this station. They always hold it down. And I just want to say things got tense with Zeke, but I feel like we're just sky high right now and we're going to ride that, that, that freight train of death all the way to the Super Bowl, baby. Woo, love that. A freight train of death. Mm, wow. <laughs> so, Strong. That sounds like, a, sounds like a mid-70s <laughs> movie that Steve McQueen was in. Sounds like a type of coffee I'd like to drink. <laughs> <laughs> Line seven. Let's go to Lee in South Dallas. Lee! Tell us what you're thinking. Yo, what up, boys? How we doing? What up, man? Hey, man. Freight train of death, huh? That's, uh, that's what's up. Uh... I don't know what, what these guys are thinking. Zeke is literally the engine to this offense. The entire thing is built around Zeke. I'm so glad that man got his money. You know what I'm saying? It makes no sense for someone to think that Tony Pollard, any Pollard, could come in and fill the shoes of Zeke. It makes zero sense. And real fast, I got skin on skin on here while we are here talking. Mavs are going to be awesome, you know what I'm saying? But I couldn't get this out and say it enough. LeBron James is the man, you know what I'm saying? I can't wait for this year in basketball, no cap. All right, thanks for the call. By the way, I was just chatting about this yesterday. I can't – I just am so giddy about what an incredible year it's going to be in the NBA. There's so many good teams. There's so many good teams, and this whole thing is going to get started with a Cowboys Super Bowl run. The next five or six months, Ben, are shaping up to be incredible sports good times. I'm here for it. From one Ben to another, let's go to Ben and Will's point. Ben, tell us what you're thinking. Yeah, well, uh, I'm all for paying Zeke, you know, but because I have him on my my fantasy team, I drafted yeah. him fourth overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I'm not doing here. 104 oh. like Jerry. I'm 19. I, in 10 years, I've still <laughs> got to be a fan of the Cowboys. 
So they're kind of screwing about, I don't want to watch Zeke walking on a walker in eight years, you know? Yeah, you probably wouldn't draft him at that point. No, no, I would not. You guys no. got an old man fantasy league where it's <laughs> like just a bunch of former players and you just kind of project what they may do with their walkers? <laughs> You're trying to draft the guys who are going to get hurt? Like, <laughs> the ultimate keeper league. There's nothing more 19-year-old than, than calling an 87-year-old man 104. <laughs> no, he's 77. Sorry, Jerry's 77. Wow. Oh, my God. There's nothing more KT than that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it is Unbelievable. Strange. Hey, quickly, before we go to the next call, Joel Corey, who we've had on the show recently, was on the morning show today. Here's what he said about Todd Archer's report. Uh, It says, a $7.5 million signing bonus for Zeke suggests to me a pretty big 2020 salary or the signing option bonus structure for 30% rule compliance. Since 2020 is the final year of CBA, increases in subsequent years are limited to 30% of 2020 salary. So what he's saying is, is that next year's salary, the 2020 salary, will be pretty big so that they can absorb all of this number and not go up by more than 30%. Mm-hmm. So if you look at $7.5 million signing bonus, you said that uh, Todd Archer said that the, the number this year is actually lowered. Like 6'3", yeah. Right, so that means it's probably going to be a big number next year, and then they do 30% increases each year. Each yeah. year. And then next year you're also going to have 32 mil cap hit on your QB, too. Right around that area from the franchise tag. Oh, dear. That's why I would have got a deal done with uh, Dakota. If they can, they still have time to do that. Mm-hmm. Let's go to line 10, Shippy. Travis and Denton. Travis, tell us what you're thinking. Hey, guys. Uh, I hate to pull you away from the uh, Cowboys talk, but I was just wondering if you saw the clip of Max Kellerman absolutely swallowing his tongue yesterday, talking about track athletes being failed athletes at other sports yeah i saw that and it's garbage take but isn't that the name of the show garbage take with Mm -hmm. max kellerman i mean that's all they do they're trying to uh get people to talk about crazy opinions and that's the whole it's in it's like people keep jumping off sides like i can't believe you just had a crazy opinion like but the name of the show is here's a crazy opinion i i saw the reaction to that stuff yesterday my first thought was that it's equivalent to being really uh, overly reactionary to what a wrestler has done in their storyline because they're storylines yeah. and they're designed to antagonize you. And, you know, a lot of people love doing that. A lot of I mean, heck, we talk about TV shows like we care about these storylines in these TV shows. It's just it's just overly hype drama. And so if you love getting involved in all that, that's kind of what the job is to antagonize you. But there's Nothing authentic about what any of that show is. By the way, settled in last night because I was uh, doing a little work on my computer and I didn't want to watch anything new, you know, because I was working, you know. I you, didn't, to, whoa, whoa. you didn't want to watch anything nude? No, new. Okay. No, like anything new. Like yep. some of the shows I'm into right now, Succession, some of the things I need to catch up on, still haven't finished Stranger Things. I watch some nude stuff. But I, while doing work, I don't like to watch TV. I like to focus in and pay attention. So I put on uh, the final episode of season four of Breaking Bad. And I'm telling you, man, because I'm planning on rewatching that final season before the started. movie comes out October 11th. Why'd you pick that? Well, I just I, I just picked it and you know, threw okay. it on there. Was it five seasons long it in total? Five seasons long okay. total. I thought there uh, was a six season. Well, it was eight no, episodes. It, five, it was a 5A, 5B. So, yeah, okay. it technically okay. was a six season. Okay. But either way, it's <laughs> the one where uh, I'm not going to say what happens. But of Spoiler all the bad alert. stuff that happens, I completely forgot that he took a bomb into a hospital. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just sat there. <laughs> Like he took and he drawed his neighbor offsides to go into his house to see if a hitman was in there. 
his old lady neighbor. He did so many bad things. What a great show. Great show. Let's go to line five, Shippy James in Dallas. James. Tell us what you're thinking. Yes, every day, Tolo. Um, now that we got my boy Zeke signed, I think that this could be a better version of Seattle if you look at the whole roster. That's uh, all. Oh, okay. Well, you know, it's a, uh, Seattle's a team that runs the ball a lot. I hope I hope the Cowboys plan on throwing the ball more than they did last year. He kind of had a Jerry Jones moment there where yeah. he said, "That's all." Yeah. After yeah. the pause, that's all. It's pretty yeah. great. We that's ain't it. Messing around. No, I I, yeah. I I see what he's saying. Going back to the Marshall Lynch, uh, you know, type Seattle Seahawks. I see all that. I mean, this, you know, we didn't really get into this too much because we've been talking so much about Zeke. But if this team is a Super Bowl team, I think it's primarily because of their defense than anything else. God, I heard somebody talking about Marshawn earlier when listening to the Morning Boys. And uh, they were like, yeah, just like uh, Marshawn Lynch, he can play forever. Like, well, he really wasn't good after 28. <laughs> yeah. It's like that's the last it year falls he was off really good. pretty think, quick. Yeah. What does? Uh, let's what? go to our friend from the Chocolate Factory, Charlie in Denton. Charlie, tell us what you're thinking. What's going on, fellas? Hey, dude. What up? Hey, man. Hey, uh, so I was uh, chatting with KT on Saturday at the Cornhole Tournament. Awesome event, by the way. Um Thanks. We were talking about the state of UNT football, so I want to get your all's take on what do we have to do to get a number next to our name. I mean, we got Latrell, we got Fine, we got Bussy, we got a stout defense. I think we got it, but what do we got to do to get that number? I think win all the games, probably. It's probably going to be probably gonna need to go 12 0. 12 0. It's going to be a part of it. And then you have to throw your own national championship in Denton because no one else will recognize it. And chant, we want Bama. I think uh, Mark Fine's son, though, is going to have a great year out there. It's not Mark Fine's son. It's Mason Fine, Heisman candidate. Mark and his son, uh, Mason. And oh, it's, this, it's rivalry week, sort of. Uh, UNT at SMU Saturday. Oh. That's so. always the greatest college football promotion. It's rivalry week, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> we have games that kind of kind of matter to these teams. We'll take a look on Saturday. They play every year. <laughs> Are you going? Are you going to be there? Uh man, oh, okay. I'm not. That's well, fine. here's the thing. <laughs> no, I still no, no one is more passionate about no. it than you. And I'm, I'm like, going to well, watch it. I've still got some shows I need to watch. <laughs> no, not Saturday. I'm not watching shows on. It's Saturday. at SMU. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's no. three minutes from your house. <laughs> yeah, but then I'm not. Then I have to miss LSU in Texas. Whenever somebody like, guys, says, "Are you passionate about it guys, or not?" Now, I don't know if you know this. They're going to stop letting you talk there. As co-host of the <laughs> Trust the Tape podcast, you can't just be going Whoa. to Whoa. college football games willy-nilly. Whoa. That's what DVRs are for. You need to have multiple screens. You need to be Dude. caught up watching as much hmm. CFB as possible. Dude, so I'm going to be watching no. that game. No, when it's while sor- watching LSU Texas. When it's sort of rivalry week. And the yeah. first thing out of your mouth is, well, here's the thing. Come on. What I'm are gonna, we doing here? I'm starting a new uh, smoking podcast called Trust the Vape. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Yeah, can you guys be a part of that? that sounds lit AF. I got a sponsor already. I'd like a few more years to see the ramifications <laughs> of the recent technology, but I think I'm in. I'm starting one on the superhero franchises, Trust the Cape. Oh, very that's nice. Very that's nice. that's going to be launched soon right. uh-huh. on an intercom station Mine's near you. Trust the Gape. Sir. I would so, never trust that. Also, by the way, there's a podcast, and, and you guys, I don't know if you guys, because we believe in equality, mm-hmm. uh, it's what? a women, female-only podcast called Trust the Drape, and that's oh, going to be getting out right. there. Oh, well. that, was right. the name of my, that was the name of my Mad Men podcast. Yeah. Are you sure? I think I, I got, got a, that. I got a new wine podcast called Trust the Grape. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> that should be, that should be, pre- I got one about financial planning called Trust the Pape. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's good. 
Shiffy. Sports. <laughs> All right, coming up next, the G-Bag Nation joins us. We'll find out what's on their presentation today. Thank you, Shippy. It's been in Skin Show 105.3 The Fan. Don't forget, tomorrow we will be doing our show from Pluckers in Addison. And we want you to come join us. So plan your lunch around coming and joining us at Pluckers in Addison. And by all means, go subscribe to the Ben and Skin YouTube channel. It's brand new, Ben and Skin on YouTube. Go uh, subscribe to that bad boy. We'd greatly appreciate it. Making videos for 1053thefan.com. And we're about to go shoot a new video immediately after the show with old John Price. So we'll get a new video posted up there as quickly as possible. Joining us now in studio, the G-Bag Nation. And General, I know you guys will be talking about this throughout the show, but we got to ask you, who do you think won the negotiation between Zeke and the Cowboys? You know, that's a great question. I've been thinking about that one all day. And, uh, I, you know, I think if anybody wanted it was Zeke. But I also feel like there was compromise involved. And if Zeke had waited a year or two, you know, even more money would have come. So there was a, a little bit of a compromise. And, you know, the, the Cowboys definitely didn't lose in that uh, they, they could have ended up giving a lot more money to to Zeke. You know, the, the numbers that no doubt Zeke's people were asking to end up back here <laughs> after a round of, of compromising. I, I think the Cowboys won by not having to go there. And hopefully there's a role player or two that, you know, won't have to hit the chopping block in the future as a result. And I feel Zeke 100 percent won. And it's just because. He had three years left on his contract, and he was able to get a three-year extension after these two years are up on his contract. And then there's three team options, which he'll never play on most likely. He'll either be awesome and sit out and hold out again and say, I'm not playing for you guys because there's no guaranteed money left on this contract, or he won't be good enough anymore, and the Cowboys will Des Bryant him and say, thank you for your services. Here, we have to pay you three more million dollars, and good luck at the end of your career. I'm going no winner uh, until I know. <laughs> until I, that's the old. Uh, we used to play that game at about uh, twelve thirty a.m. Loved it on weeknights. No game called winner. no winner. Uh, Man, those listeners were drunk too. Right? Yeah. Yes, they all. All you were. had to do was to be listening to the segment. Yes, and no one ever won because no one was ever <laughs> listening to just hear what the right answers were. Because uh, we just I don't know yet. Like six for ninety is like that's a good deal. It's a great deal for Zeke, but that also means the Cowboys have two other years in there. They get to spread bonuses around in. You may never have a $15 million cap hit and you may be able to get away from it after three or four years. We don't know. It, uh, it does like the agent's going to say we have 50 million guaranteed, right? right. New record. Right. All right. It and a hundred million dollars for a running back that will never is see. Is $10 million of that guaranteed on the fifth day of the league year in the fourth year? In other words, after three years, I could walk away and not be hurt by it. So like it, I think for Zeke, yeah, with two years left to get a big payday, that's nice. So the thing that's interesting to me, at least, as we're trying to get information, and y'all will be getting more information as the your show unfolds, is that if you look at it and go, man, a $7.5 million bonus, and they've actually lowered his base this year, that seems like an indication that next year is going to be a lot, and the year after that's going to be a lot, and the year after that's going to be a lot. Yeah, but so the extension is 6 for 90. So that's 15 per, right? Mm -hmm. Now, part is part of those numbers uh, paid out with the signing bonus. So is... what, what Todd Archer is saying, and then, and then Joel Corey kind of doubled down on that, is, hey, with a $7.5 million bonus, uh, then that's and, and lowering the salary cap number this year, that's an indication that, wow, there's probably going to need to be a lot of money on the 2020 deal right. because of the 30% rule. So. The, I mean, I originally thought, all right, was your look at this? I bet the Cowboys are completely out from under this deal four years from now when he's Zeke is twenty eight years old. 
I don't know. I'm a little little apprehensive about that now after seeing that report. But I, you know, until we get all these numbers, we're it not definitely feels like it, it could be the Cowboys kind of taking a page from their past as far as their cap management strategy. Like we got to go for it now, and if it hurts us in 2021 or 2022, so be it. We'll address mm-hmm. it when we get there. But it's a way of you know getting as many contracts uh on the roster as possible yeah. you know and, and it, if that's their strategy right now to get a little bit more risky i think it'd be appropriate over the next two years considering how long it's taken them i would like to believe you can be a windowless team and just keep your championship window open but you know outside of the patriots the reality is you're gonna have a usually a three to five year window and they've already kept this son of a gun open five years so if you're thinking, what do we have left, guys? Two more years? Well, you better throw the damn kitchen sink at winning a Super Bowl if that's all you got. And if you're in cap hell down the road with one or two players, so be it. And that's where someone like a third rounder for uh, Jadavion Clowney would be a lot of fun, right? Oh, yeah. If we're throwing the kitchen yeah. sink at it, something the Rams would have well, done. I think a great example of what Gavin's talking about is the Seattle uh, Seahawks. When they won the championship 43-8, to everybody's like, this team might win a whole bunch of Super Bowls, and they should have won another one. But it ended really quickly mm-hmm. with a young Russell Wilson, and then he got his money, and the veteran guys either got hurt or old on him. Mm-hmm. And it just it it happens quickly in sports. As much as Ben, we talk about 2010, 2011 Rangers. I remember Harold Reynolds and everybody saying how long this was going to last, and by 2013, it was over. And they had to kind of reduce things yeah. to, to have a run in 15 and 16. It's true. It's like uh, this is a realistic look at things from the Joneses saying, hey, they're going to go for it for two or three years here. This window's open now. And if they continue to draft well, then, hey, maybe it'll be sustainable, especially if it turns out that your quarterback is super legit. Because, hey, that's what the Patriots have done, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so in terms of this week, who touches the ball more? Who has more touches, uh, Zeke or Pollard? Zeke. Yeah. Yeah, more touches for sure. Maybe it'll be the same number of reps. Is that what we're calling it? Snaps, reps? I, guess I was just yeah, thinking yeah. carries and receptions. I just, I just think if it's a close game, and the Cowboys and Giants usually play close games, I don't see how you take Zeke off the field and leave him there throughout the third and fourth quarter if you're down a field goal or even up a field goal. If it's a close game, it'll be because they gave Zeke the ball too much like they love to do, <laughs> and I'm going to hate this contract for eight years. <laughs> you know, they said that Olawale was going to be the third down back to, to pick up blitzes and <laughs> for, for blocking. That's They they made what? that they made that announcement, I guess. So who had that, Slater Jane? was reporting that. She was reporting that. As of that. now. For that to be out, aren't they saying that uh, – Look, they don't trust Tony Pollard to pick up a blitz. And if they're saying that, then aren't they cueing the Giants, hey, anytime Pollard's in, we're going to run the ball because we don't trust him to pick up a blitz. Hey, Scott, how about we don't keep the back end for the blitz? How about we run right past that linebacker and throw it to the running back? I do remember in training camp early on, Tony Pollard, I wasn't sure if he was a bad blocker or totally disinterested in doing it because I was watching the drills five feet away from me, and I'm like, and, and it could be didn't know how. And then they're like, no, I need you to then slide two steps. And so, like, do it again. And he would hit it and slide one step. He's like, I'm done. Like, <laughs> Really? I, I know he didn't say that, but his body language and actually, like, listening to the blocking technique was like, I don't care. I'm how many, not a blocker. How many times will we see Tony Pollard line up as the only back in the backfield and then go in motion empty backfield? Because Pollard's a good receiver, lined four. up at receiver in college. I would say four times. Four times. I, I would be very excited if we saw that multiple times. God, that'd be awesome. I would too. Six. What's coming up on the show today, General? Pure gold as always, Ben. Thanks so much for asking. Uh, unfortunately, we only have a three-hour show, and then the Rangers mm. and Yankees are going to finish up in the Bronx with the pregame at 5 o'clock and the first pitch at 535. Uh, how'd Zeke's dad respond to the re-signing? 
or the extension signing. That's coming up at 2.20. We have audio of that before we get into the G-bag of the day. We'll take a look at Cowboys Twitter at 3 o'clock. We're going to be all over the uh, the Zeke storyline with as, uh, you know, as many uh, questions and pieces of analysis as humanly possible. Awesome. The G-Bag Nation's coming up. Want to invite everybody to come join us tomorrow at Pluckers in Addison. We'll do our show from there. We'd love for you guys to come join us and have lunch. So as you make your lunch plans today to for tomorrow, make sure you're at Pluckers in Addison. And again, by all means, go subscribe to the Ben and Skin YouTube channel. We appreciate it. Going to go shoot a video for 1053thefan.com right now. Thanks for listening and be a part of this one. Thanks to Joan and Payroll, the Viemos in Fort Worth, and Samir and the boys downstairs. Those guys are always whipping up an incredible Zeke contract every time the new season begins. Coming up next, it's the nation. Have an A1 day. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.